Once again, we are talking law with the folks over at JDSA Law Firm. We're talking with Jordan Miller once again with JDSA. Looks like we didn't scare you off. You're back again for another round. Thanks, Clint. Hey, let's talk about uh, an issue that obviously is very sensitive. There's a lot of emotion involved, but also it's good information to have out. When we're talking about the dissolution of a marriage, child custody, and these things can get long and drawn out, especially when we're talking about this particular item, relocation. Mom gets a job somewhere. Dad gets a job somewhere. They want to move out of town. The other spouse or former spouse says, no way. Here's where both sides lawyer up and go to court. So let's talk about this. Um, first of all, relocation law. What is it and does it apply to us? Uh, Clint, it most likely does. If you are a parent of a child and you have been to court for any reason whatsoever where a determination about who the child lives with, how often they visit the other parent, if you have ever been involved in a situation like this, then it's most likely, in fact, almost definitely certain that the relocation statutes will apply if you want to move with your child. Okay. What if you were never married in the first place? That's happening more and more nowadays. Absolutely. The the parentage action, which is how Washington terms uh, parents who have not been married and, and want to decide a custody arrangement for their children. It's not uncommon in those situations for parents to go years without actually establishing a formal residential schedule. And if you don't have a court order, then the relocation statutes technically don't apply. But what about, I mean, there's common law, there's common law marriages. What about common law parenting plans? That is to say, I'm the father. We've had one week on, one week off for the last 10 years with Johnny. She's trying to move Johnny out of out of the state. Um, doesn't at least history have some sort of precedence? Or not? Absolutely, Clint. The facts of the case certainly inform every decision regarding custody. But from a legal perspective, the law only applies to a parent who's subject to a court order that establishes the rights for visitation with the other parent. In that situation, you'd still want to consult with an attorney and you could go to court to try and establish that parenting plan, looking at the history as the predominant factor about why the judge should keep the child here locally. Okay. Now let's say there is a custody order already in place. There's been a dissolution of a marriage. There's a custody order. There's a game plan, but the game plan changes. So let's say someone wants to move out of the area. How does that work? Well, the parent who wants to make that decision to move first has to identify a plan. They have to know where they're going. They have to figure out where's the child going to go to school? Is the child going to go to daycare? What are the circumstances going to be for the child? Once they know that information, then they have to file a formal notice to the other parent informing them of all of those details and their right to contest that that proposed move. Sad but true, everybody likes to think everybody plays well in the sandbox. Some people don't. Some people just like to make life miserable for the other partner. So at what point, if you are moving, does the judge say to your ex-spouse, look, this doesn't apply. Let the person move. It, it depends. If you uh, avail yourself of your rights as the, the non-moving parent and file your objection within 30 days, then you have a right to a court hearing. That first hearing will determine whether or not the court thinks that the parent who's requesting the move should be allowed to move temporarily pending an actual trial on the ultimate issue. Depending on the outcome of that hearing, your child may move, but you still have a chance down the road to bring that child back. What if you're not moving to Snohomish? Let's say you're moving down the street. How, what happens then? Well, actually, the statutes uh, governing relocation do have a, a provision for that. And in the event that you're not leaving the child's school district, that's the important consideration. If you're staying within the child's school district, the parent can't restrict your move, but they can still ask the court to reconsider the parenting provisions. Now, the best way to, uh, I guess, avoid conflicts is to sidestep the conflicts before they even happen. So what's the best way to go about if you do just get out of your boss's office and he said, look, you're transferring to 
XYZ? Well, uh, again, you have to make the tough choice about evaluating whether or not following your career, prioritizing the next step in that is worth putting your parenting plan at risk. Because even though there's a presumption in favor of the parent wanting to relocate, being given that permission, by, by filing that notice, by putting this in front of a judge, the opportunity to change the whole structure of your parenting arrangement comes into play. Okay. And then I've always heard, keep it in writing. What's the best way to communicate even on, I guess, trivial matters? Well, that's an important thing, Clint. And, and we do encourage our clients to be careful about how they communicate with the other parent. Because one of the things that a judge will consider is whether or not the parents contemplated something like this happening. And if they did, what was the plan that they either informally or formally agreed to? And having something like that in writing can be very compelling evidence if you have to go in front of a judge. Okay, very good. Are there any exceptions at all to this rule? To the rule on relocating. To, to the rule on le- relocating, yeah. Uh, no, not really. There are certain uh, exceptions to the requirement of 60 days notice in the event that you don't have 60 days notice. And if that comes up, say your transfer has to happen and you've got 30 days to move, the court can allow that to be considered sufficient notice as long as you have a, a reasonable justification for not doing it the way the law really wants you to. Like you're in the military and Uncle Sam says you got to go now. Absolutely. Military parents have a number of myriad of protections, including in child relocation circumstances that that force the court to understand their particular their particular case. Let's say you're on the other side of that coin. Your ex-spouse tells you these are my plans and you don't want your child to move away. What are your rights? What can you do? Well, you can go to court even if you weren't provided adequate legal notice and file an objection with the judge saying that despite the fact they haven't complied with the statutes, the parent is planning on leaving with my child. And in certain circumstances, you might even be able to obtain an, an ex parte emergency order that tells that parent that they can't go. All right. What if you're a grandparent? Because grandparents are, uh, many grandparents are enjoying more and more, I guess, maybe enjoying or or having the responsibility of more and more parenting duties nowadays. So if you're one of those parent, grandparents, what do you do? What can you do? Well, uh, again, the law does actually have a provision with respect to non-parental objections to a relocation. However, those rights are really limited, especially in Washington state. If you are a parent who has a court ordered uh, access to the time or access to the child or visitation time with the child and that you have done that job for a cons- on a consistent basis for the preceding 36 months, only then would you have the legal right, the legal standing to go to court and file an objection. But there is a possibility that 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 could be in play. All right. Lots of stuff to consider. And I'm sure lots of folks have questions for you. So if they do, where can they call? Uh, what if they need help? Well, the, the probably the best way to start is at JDSALaw.com. That's our website. Has all of our contact information for the attorneys there that uh, specialize in this area of law. And reaching out uh, 24-7, you can have access to a way to communicate with us, ask your questions, and have a follow-up with, a, with an attorney in short order. He is Jordan Miller with JDSA Family Law. Once again, that phone number is? 509 Jordan, thanks so much. Thank you, Clint.